Before we continue, one of the ways we keep all of our content for you, the listener, free of charge is our amazing sponsors, and today, Anchor is one of those sponsors. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcasts right from your phone or computer. Anchor is going to distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere podcasts are listened to, and you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Welcome to the Popcorn Talk Network. For the online broadcast network that features movie discussion, news, and interviews, press one. Popcorn Talk. We talk movies. Let those who worship evil's might beware my power. Green Lantern's light. From the Popcorn Talk Network, the online broadcast network for movie talk, and the schmoes know, this is DC Movie News, bringing you the most up-to-date discussion and commentary within the DC Universe. Hello, DC fans, and welcome to DC Movie News. I'm Matt Key, hosting DC hey, Movie... Matt Key? What? It's my birthday! Happy birthday, Matt! Happy birthday! Happy birthday! <laughs> Happy birthday to our friend Matt Key. Make sure you watch the Marvel Movie News Show uh, coming up at 1.30 p.m. Pacific time. Oh, yeah! Yeah! Ish? Are we going to be, like, Ish. overlapping with them now? Mm, no. Well, they're yeah, next it's door. A, it's a fight. Uh-oh. It's All a, right. It's a fight. They're in a different studio. What's up, everybody? Here we are. We back! I thought you weren't going to come today. I thought Matt was going to take your place. Well, Thanks Matt, for finally showing yeah, up. Yeah, he just showed up and said it was his birthday, and then he's like, I'm going to sit in, and we're like, fine. Yeah, I know. Yeah, why fine, not? why don't you just leave the show for us? Yeah, yeah fine, okay. Let's, let's just do it. What's up, everybody? How you guys doing? Oh, we're doing well. We're doing well. It's so you've been Thursday. busy, man. What have you been up to? Uh, just trying to be like you, man. Just trying to stay busy. Got the show on Whistle Sports. That Please follow at Whistle Sports. Um, we have some promos up. We have some teasers up, but not actual episodes. They're really working hard on the editing and the footage, but I fly to Dallas in a couple hours, so thank you guys for letting me do this early. That's of awesome. Course. Yeah, no, no. We Anything have, for you, Johnny. Yeah, you're taking off today. You're, where are you flying? Anywhere cool today? Going to Dallas tonight, and oh, then we're shooting. Um, we're going to be at the Texas Tech Baylor game this weekend, and we go back to Dallas next week for the Red River rivalry, which is Oklahoma versus Texas. So if you're in Texas, come out and see us. Hit me up on social media. I'll tell us where we are, and you can come hang out and be a great time. Boom. That's at Adam Gertler. Hey, he is the host up? of uh, Dad. Man no. versus child. Work through it. Yes. Man versus child. Yep. On FYI. That's right. Every Thursday night at 9 p.m. I think so. I think yes. so. Yes. And FX movie download. Yep. Get Sometimes your on out of the shop, yep. though. And he throws a hell of a crawfish boil. I do. I do. I know how to boil them I mud bugs. I wouldn't know because I've never been invited. And I am verse mocker for doghouse restaurants. Roxy likes to say she's never invited anywhere, but I invite her places all the time. She doesn't show up. That's ah, her thing. Roxy's a that's her move. She's, she's a, one of them. She's a lady of the night. She's a busy guy. That's not. A, that's a different thing, <laughs> Johnny. We need to have oh, a talk it? with him. You were not here I'm for what? our How Babies Are Made discussion last week. I don't week, know a lot of things. And I got a lot of information over the week, and part of it covers ladies of the night. That's oh, a chapter. I so. love the episode last week. Can you Thank introduce you me? Can you just please introduce she me? She is the crown jewel of the DC movie. Movie news show. She is Boston strong. She is adorable. She is lovely. She is at Roxy Stryer on Twitter. Her real name is Roxy Stryer. Thanks, Jay Quasto. I really appreciate the it. Dame the, lady the, of the, night. the dame with well, the dimples. The dame with the dimples. Oh, you know, just keep them coming. The what was the, the sass name we had for you? The um the, the Sa- just sassy? last with sass or something. A couple know. weeks ago, well, we're tweeting it. They'll, they'll let us know. They'll yeah. remind us. She's the last with us. See, which I'm live in the chat right now, so... Uh, the bitch is trying to get rich. 
Is your chat working? Because mine yeah. barely working. Yeah, I got it. I got it. Right. Except they don't care about us. They just care about Matt and wishing him a happy birthday. Yeah, happy birthday, oh. Matt. Make sure you watch Marvel right after us. So we got some fresh out the box stuff right now, uh, which is really cool. Apparently, uh, George Miller is refuting what John Schnepp dropped on our show uh, just a few weeks ago. He is saying that there is no uh, BVS going on. There's not going to be a, a Man of Steel th- uh, 2. He's not doing it. Um, he said, actually, his exact, exact quote was, I hope the next film I make is very, very, very small without any special effects and not stunts. He goes, there's been some of that in the mix, uh, but the rumors are certainly not true about Man of Steel 2. Yeah, I think um, I think that this is very interesting. I actually read it a little bit of a different way. I feel like the article title is a little manipulative. Um, what he basically says, first of all, this is great that he's even acknowledging this. George Miller says he wants his next movie to be a really small movie. Right. Okay. I don't know that anybody assumed that if he was going to be directing a DC film that it would necessarily be his next film. And a smaller movie is a lot less of a commitment. Mm -hmm. So if you are going to do a DC movie, uh, it takes several years in pre-production and before you even get into production. So the time to do that would be uh, after your small movie. Well, also, smaller is a very relative term. Well, no, he said no special effects. I mean, he said a small movie, akin to Joss Whedon doing like a small Much Ado About Nothing in between Avengers films. Right, but I would not call that a small movie. It's still a big movie. Much Ado About Nothing would be a huge movie, but it's small in terms of... Well, he of shot it in his house. But it's a, it's a big deal. Big deal, smaller budget. Smaller budget also okay, less pressure. Yeah. No, I, no, I'm just saying like people are making this out like he's going to shoot something with his iPhone no, do something like No, but it's a lot less of a time commitment. You yeah, can do a lot with an iPhone. You know, I That's mean you true. can do a small film in twenty eight days. Yep. Mm-hmm. And the less pressure, less expectations. It's you know, you do a small film, it's he, more like under promise over deliver kind of thing. He also says in the quote that there have been those discussions. Uh, and he also says, you know, when asked if he would do a Marvel or DC film, he, you know, uh, he likened the pantheon of DC characters to modern mythology, which I, you know, we all do. And I, I love to make those analogies because I've often said it's like a religion to a lot of us. And it is the modern version of an ancient religion. Uh, but he did say that he was more familiar with the DC characters. That's his group. That's his mythology. And mm-hmm. that's... So he's basically declaring allegiance to DC. Oh, yeah. Right. No doubt. Without so, saying F.U. Marvel. I don't see this as a denial that we'll see a George Miller DC film. Like, yeah. I, you read the quote. You tell me what you think um, out there in the chat roll. But, but I don't see this as him saying I'm not making a DC film. So. And, and we're talking years from now. A lot can change. And, and Superman... Uh, the Superman sequel would probably not happen until after 2020, guys. Yeah. Because we already got two Justice League films coming out in 18 and 19 mm-hmm. um, and then like uh, the next big tentpole you know you know, relative they're all kind of big tentpole films but a Man of Steel film in 2020 or 21 could be delect- directed by George Miller and it still wouldn't be his next film that's all I'm saying oh yeah it's way too early to tell but I, I do find it interesting that you know it's funny that Schnepp dropped that bomb on our show and it created all this buzz to where even now George Miller's like nah I'm, I'm not just I swear I promise but yeah but he doesn't really say that I know you know, I mean, so I it's just interesting smoke, that he commented on it. You no, know, when there's smoke, there's fire. And I think yeah. that he was probably told that he, it, that this is something he needs to be a little hush about right now. So he's saying, listen, this isn't in the works currently. I'm working on something smaller. Exactly. Yeah. It was a very diplomatic response. And that's what I take it. I just thought that the, the title, the way it was put out there was a little, it's a, it's a little clickbaity as, as, you know, so many of these things are. It's like, here's definitive, uh, yeah. statement on something. And it's, it's not anything. Yeah. We got pictures. Check him out. Paul Ponte says, he said the next film should be small. He can do a few flicks between now and then, which is yeah. exactly what Adam's saying. So yeah. we agree in the chat. 
big time. Uh, he I'm, likes. He didn't say like he doesn't want to do any more big films. He likes working with mythology. He even said, "I like working in mythology." I mean, you were all. You look at the quote; it's very positive. Uh, yeah. And by the way, two things, guys. If you're in the live chat, we apologize. Our internet's a little bit spotty, so if we don't get back to you, it's because we can't keep up with the live chat. And secondly, Mike Kalinowski almost made it. He's a busy man. He's working today over at Universal, so unfortunately he couldn't quite make it over, but follow him at Mike Kalinowski. Yeah, absolutely, and I'm going to a couple other things in the chat. I do see that you guys are talking about uh, and it sparked a a new conversation about Man of Steel 2 and how you guys want it to be before 2020, so this is upsetting. If George Miller is directing it, then it's just getting pushed back further. Um, Where would it be? I don't think there's any way it's happening. It's going to be such a huge film that where are we going to You're shooting two Justice League films back to back. Right. That's going to take a lot of people's time for, you know, big chunk of time going to be shot there. And that'll probably be shooting in in 2017, maybe even starts going in late 2016. And that's why we talked about last week um, them saying that BBS kind of is Man of Steel, too. So In a way, isn't, you know, a lot of people are talking about Superman and how hard it is to nail a film with Superman because he's so powerful. And what I just thought of is, like, it's a lot like the Hulk argument. The Hulk happens to be like my all-time favorite Did Marvel character. Article? No, no. Oh, yeah. Was there an article that kind of alludes it's, to that? It's amazing you brought this up. There, uh, we'll, we're going to get to this. We'll get to it right now. Natural segue! Yeah, it's very well, natural it's segue. It's not natural when you guys say it's natural. You just got to let it happen. You can't just like, oh, natural segue. Why do you have to pee on our parade? Mm, because I heard that when you pee on something, that's how you get it pregnant. That's also how you get rid of a jellyfish thing. That's anyway. more, more relevant to my <laughs> life. So... The- <laughs> So, yeah, there was an article this week where, you know, there's that rumor we talked about weeks ago about how they're going more towards Batman. They want to have Superman less involved, and that creates kind of an issue with people. I don't know about this article, but it does say that they they compare Superman to how Marvel used to use the Hulk. Which I see. I didn't even do my research and read the article that you put in the chat. Oh, because I was just, I thought I had a spontaneous Whether thought. or not it's a fair comparison, I don't know. But, like, you know, the Hulk standalone movies didn't do as well. Then they added him in, like, very specific you know, a very specific role, and it was great for him. This article thinks that they should find a sweet spot for Superman. Instead of doing standalone Superman movies, they should find a sweet spot and insert him into major storylines, and I think that would be uh, a better use of Superman to, like, get the buzz going. I think it's a bit much. I think jumping to conclusions, but... I I, I think it is a lot like how Marvel uses the Hulk wisely. We love it when it happens. It's a lot of power, and it's almost like you got it. It's almost like Voltron pulling the blazing sword. Mm. You know, it's going to be... It's got to be used the right flavor, you know, because uh, to, to tell a good story, there's got to be a lot of conflict, and the heroes have to have, you know, a lot of adverse situations. It's hard to constantly come up with new uh, adversaries for Superman, whether they be physical adversaries or, you know, or global, like whether it's like, you know, the real estate schemes that are always the plot of a Superman movie. Right. It's like, it's hard to find a good challenge for him. Batman, because he's human... It's just naturally uh, an easier story to tell. He's also a lot more interesting because there are yes. more layers to him, which is uh, sometimes the problem people have with Superman and the standalone movies and overusing him. There's not that much that does challenge him. There isn't that much that he can't do. So it's like you always know exactly what's going to happen. Superman's well, going to kick butt. Yeah. Uh, when you place him into different things, he becomes a little more interesting. When you team him up with people, when you have uh, when there's such a big force that he actually can't take him down by himself and he needs the rest of the justice right. or whatever it is. And, and back- Batman's a flawed character, and we're naturally, as human beings, I think we're attracted more to flawed characters. Batman's a human being. He doesn't really, he doesn't have any special powers. And and he's had such a dark past, and a lot of people have had dark past. Maybe not as dark as the Waynes, but they've had dark past to where I think, you know, 
it does. We are naturally more attracted to it. At the same time, though, it makes you wonder if if this has any substance or not. It will be interesting to see how people feel about the character of the Man of Steel in the DC Extended Universe after BVS, because you know yeah. this is really you know we're talking about solo films and this and that. What are we going to learn about the character in the next film? Where is it going to set us up? And that will determine, I think, the kind of films that that people want to see and the kind of stories that they're going to tell. Yeah. What's next, brother? All right, moving on next. Well, speaking of BVS, it's going to be PG-13, and I quote, with intense sequences of violence and action throughout and some sensuality. So some sensuality. That means kissing. Is that what some sensuality I don't know. Means? I'm assuming. What do you think some sensuality I'm not sensuality a very sensual is? guy. I don't know. Because the first two parts, mm-hmm, duh, it's, it's a superhero movie. The sure. second part, sensuality, usually they are, usually that happens, but I wonder what that means. What makes sensuality PG-13? I actually have a good friend that I work with that works at the MPAA, and he's hey. in it, he actually, well, first of all, it's very exciting that they got to see enough of this film to rate it already. That's the big news. Um, some sensuality means doggy style. Really? Yes. That, I don't I think have that, we're going to see doggy Pretty style. sure we are. What? Pretty sure we are. Get that's, the hell out of here. I know here. somebody that works at the MPAA, and that's what I've been told, so you can definitely, I mean. Wait, you know I'm very gullible. Are you making a joke right no, now? No, not at all. This is not a joke. There will be doggy stuff. I don't know if that involves dogs or Wonder Woman or, you know, fish or anything, but that's pretty much what I've heard from my contact at the MPAA. I think this is as big a news as Schnepp dropping the George Miller bomb. Yep. Gonna, there's going to be, so, so you're saying some sensuality, the rule is, Doggy style. You're saying they actually watched the movie. Yes. The movie was reviewed and some doggy style is sensual. <laughs> I can't even not laugh at that. <laughs> yeah. I feel like if some doggy style is more than sensual, I feel like some doggy style is R-rated. Listen, we know who the uh, love expert is on the show, so you want to trust me on this. I think the bigger news is that are you, are people are so expert? concerned. Sure, that ain't me. I'll tell you that much. I think people are so concerned that this movie's still six months away and that this is big news. That, to me, is the overall thing. Like Everybody's been talking about the rating. Nobody's really surprised by a PG-13 rating for a Batman film. Sure. But it just goes to show how excited people are for this movie that's yeah. six months away. And, and we haven't even gotten to the point where the advertising has really started for the public. Like, the you know, us, the geek population, is rabid and freaking out. But the rest of the world is aware of this film. But the onslaught of of real uh, propaganda and advertising hasn't even started. So it's just, it's very exciting. This film is Warner Brothers' game to lose. Yeah, it absolutely is. I mean, it absolutely especially is. Especially now that there's doggy style. Uh, yeah. Who knew? So speaking of things that we heard from connections that we have, I have something that I want to share with you guys. And people at home are going to be really upset about what this I'm about is to say, be but I'm going to do it anyway. Very, I don't know what Roxy's about you to say. You don't know because right I didn't tell you guys. This okay. is kind of like walk the line, Roxy. Whatever you're about to play, ahead, we don't know it. I'm ready. Go ahead. So something that's a little further away that people get excited about news about is, of course, Suicide Squad. Mm-hmm. And we have a host here who also doubles as a driver. And he was a driver the other day. Meaning an Uber or Lyft driver. Um, I don't know what he drives. Maybe like a black car sir. I don't know what he drives. I, oh, okay. It might, might be an Uber Lyft. I don't know. But he's a driver for people. He drives people around. Could be a Prius. And so yeah. he said, could be a Prius. Save the environment. Could be an Escalade. He wouldn't give me specifics. Okay. But he did say that he was sitting, he was driving somebody the other day. And it was the wife of a... Of one of the producers on Suicide Squad. Okay. Okay. So okay. we're getting like third degree. It's stuff. all right. Okay. No, I like it. I like it. Oh, and boy. that she had read the script. Wait, she just opened up and told him? She, that she had read that she, He said that she was so loose-lipped 
that she had. She's read, talking to the driver. Or she on the phone talking to someone else. I think that she was talking to somebody else, and then he kind of was oh. questioning her, which I don't I know. If that okay, that she said that she didn't enjoy the script because it was all origin stories for every single member of the Suicide Squad. Wow. That so is such a good leak. That that is what she said. Now, this is guys. This is major, major uh, possible we, uh, spillage. Are here. we causing a divorce right now by doing this on the show? I like, don't know, but I'm just letting you guys know. And I here's the thing: I still believe in it because I do think that we. Sh- I mean, I, I love don't, that Roxy just went off script right now yeah, and dropped I, major I, beans. I, I can't believe she would say that to a driver. Like I, she yeah. would say I to can, anybody. I can't. Yeah. Really? Because it's, it's not think the producer. About it. It's yeah. not the producer. It's the wife or the producer. So she has the access, but she just, she's not getting the credit. So she's more in. To like say, oh, I know this, I know that. But isn't there a code of secrecy? Like, look, honey, don't talk about. You know about what, though? This. But you're you're a Hollywood producer wife. You think you you got you know you got the you know no, she doesn't she didn't take the vow. I'm I'm being dead right now. Some people in the chat are thinking that I'm making this up. I'm being dead serious. No, it sounds like story. listen. Obviously, it's a rumor of a rumor, mm-hmm. but to me, this is the kind of thing that sounds like it could totally be true. Mm. Yeah. I mean, but I just, how would you guys feel if that is the case and they spend a lot of time on all these characters' origins? Is it how an eight-hour movie? It? Like, no, I just think that they probably are setting up for uh, SS2. Okay. Two things. One, I really like this spillage because wow. this is a piece of news wow. that you could only have heard on DC Movie News. Yeah, that's right. And it's unsubstantiated and it's unconfirmed. Right, so, but so maybe what? not so, news. So, just... so, so 90% of the stories that we talk about. Okay. But this is a DC Movie News exclusive. Or she could be like Michael Shannon and making shit up. Do you guys yeah. like that I didn't call you when I heard about this? Yeah, I, just I think it's it great. No, I love that. that, that was, see, that was a natural progression. Don't ever tell us anything ever again. Okay. So if it is true. The rumor. Yeah, if it's true. I think... That's fine. Like I don't know. I mean, that doesn't that doesn't steer me one way or another, one way or the other about appreciating the film. Like I don't I don't know this woman and I don't know what kind of script she likes. I don't know if she's a comic book person. Mm-hmm. I discount her opinion. The opinion, but the fact that she said origin story means she at least. I think knows it makes something. sense. I think it kind of makes sense, and it doesn't necessarily bode poorly for the film. Like the mm-hmm. the world doesn't know any of these characters right. for the most part. Besides Batman, we're not going to get Batman's origin. But do you care about their origins? Is that yeah. the point of the story? I do. Yeah, do? I want to see Killer Croc. I want to see all that stuff. Because listen, uh, this is why I care about the origins. These characters are going to be used in a lot of these films over the next few years. Yep, yep. This is what allows us to be invested in the characters so we know that, you know, so we share that pathos. Uh, I'm going to make a little plug right now. We are showing a film on, on FX Movie Download this Friday. And no, a lot of you are not huge fans of it. It's called Spider-Man 3. It's the third film in the Spider-Man Raimi trilogy. If you would have said Spider-Man 2, Roxy would have just... No, Amazing Spider-Man. I know. Oh, I thought 2 but was your favorite. For yeah. all the problems that that film might have... What they do with the origin of Sandman is brilliant. And I'm not talking about making him be responsible for killing Uncle Ben. I'm talking about a sympathetic character where you see, like, why he steals, where he comes from, and... Uh, you know, and then that origin scene, obviously, where he comes up from the sand is gorgeous. Like, watch the show just to see that. Now, we've already seen Will Smith walking with, like, what appears to be his daughter, right? So mm-hmm. we know we're going to be getting that origin story. Yep. We know we have to learn Harley Quinn's origin story. And those are two of the main characters. So yep. this totally sounds consistent with 
with with fact to me. I don't think I, I think it's not, and I, I love it. I so love you, Roxy. Did, Roxy, I love you. I love you too, Adam. Here, despite you. her opinion, I actually took this as really good news. Hell yeah! I'm, I'm excited right, about Roxy it. Roxy likes it. Yeah, I do. I really like it. Um, I think that a lot of people would be thinking because that's why I asked you: Do we care about their origin story? I really care about yep. their origin story. A lot of times when it comes to villains, people are like, I don't want to know about their origin. But because of the context that we're seeing them in, because people don't know about their characters, is your Batman drinking out of my water? He's drinking out of your water in what style? Doggy style. That's right, guys. That's what I'm talking about. BBS is going to be featuring scenes of Batman drinking water, doggy style, That's out what of it a bowl is. on the floor. Just dropping oh, yeah. so many bombs. Just that piece of news. Knowledge for you. Okay, so back to our style. regular program television no, right now. I agree. I also <laughs> want to see the origin stories because you don't know what characters might take off from there. We already know Harley's going to take off. But, like, who else? And I think, you know... I mean, of any people... of the villains, I, you know, these are all villains, you know, if they don't die in the movie, they could be showing up in any other film. Yeah. And even if they show up in a smaller role in the film, we'll be invested because we will already have learned about them in Suicide Squad, and mm-hmm. that won't be necessary. This is all... This is the second film in our mythology we're really getting right here. Yeah. Technically third. But, you know, it's going to be the second when DC uh, EU has got its stuff together. And right. if you do an origin story, you'll get the casual uh, viewer invest if towards the future. Your girl, Amanda Waller, like she's going to be a major player in a lot of these movies. Yeah, yeah. she is. So I think that that's great. Well, and speaking of loose lips, mm-hmm. okay, Michael Shannon. Natural segue! Okay. I, I think now I agree with Roxy. Thing, yeah. At that point, by the time you've said it that many times, it so. takes away from the... Yeah, you got to just so, do it. It, yeah. was, it was a good segue, though. Yeah. Thank it you. We all know how Michael Shannon talked about having flippers in the porta potty and everything. Mm-hmm. Well, now he just uh, he has a quote uh, this past week. He goes, yeah, sometimes I just make stuff up, which I'm sure Warner Brothers is really happy about. Yeah. Uh, I would like to talk about this for a second here. I love that guy. Because when this was first announced, that I was I was someone that said, I don't think he's alluding to um, a performance capture apparatus. I think the guy is messing with the interviewer. Mm-hmm. If you look back on that show, the first time I busted, that's what I said. Yeah. Later, it was printed that Michael Shannon was kidding about kidding. And, and he said this on a podcast called Happy, sad, confused. But if you just look at the quote, it looks like he's saying, yeah, I, I, I said something about being the flippers and then I lied about it, but I was lying about that. So it sounds like, okay, people thought Warner Brothers DC got to you and they told him to be quiet. But guys, if you listen to the podcast on the Wolf Pop Network, Happy, Sad, Confused, it's on Earwolf or Wolf Pop. He's a totally sarcastic, funny guy. He's, he's joking. Yeah. He's joking. Say the word, Johnny. What does he do? He throws a swerve. He's he, that's all he does. He's swerving. That's all he does. He's a really dry wit. Listen to the podcast. Don't look at the quote. It doesn't in- infer the tonality with which he's speaking. So. I love that. I, it's fun to do because he knows anything he says is going to get Yeah. Pressed. And so he's promoting else? this smaller film, 99 Homes with Andrew Garfield. And it's like he could say something. All he has to do is say, like, Zod. And it's going to make headlines. <laughs> mm-hmm. And it's going to help make people aware of 99 Homes. Just like what Adam Gertler says, sensuality means doggy style that's gonna get views exactly yeah that was a good it's good I I agree no I I think that he is awesome I think he's exactly what DC needs because we have so many people especially in the uh, TV world there like the Stephen Amell's who take everything 
very seriously mm-hmm. and everything they say they know it's going somewhere like they are by the book with him it's like I have no idea what he's ever going to say I have no idea what he's going to talk about yeah. I love listening to it so I, I think he's great it is pretty sweet uh, Jared Leto uh, he was recently in Dubai and uh, I think he was there for a concert I think I'm not quite sure I think 30 Seconds of Mars was he was doing performing something. yeah cool. so I'm in Dubai and he was answering questions or whatever and he, he noticed the fan was wearing a Batman shirt and uh, just the best around he goes you're really brave then he laughed maniacally and he says, I can't wait for you to see this. They're going to lock me away in a box after this movie comes out. <laughs> I mean, he, just I keep saying about right how the pressure is on him. Now he's putting the pressure on. He's saying he does such a great job that they're going to lock him away. So let's see how he does. You know what? I, let's see if he's we, part we of the talk, doggy style. We talk about how some of the actors, how they talk about these kind of things, and they have to be so cagey, and this film doesn't come out forever, you know, but everything Leto's done from the beginning with his Instagramming, he's mm-hmm. been such, um, we don't know how the performance is going to be, so I'm not even going to address whether I think he's going to be good or not. Like, we'll, we'll wait. Oh. I think it'll be, but, yeah. but he's been so, like, a team player for this whole thing, such a supporter of the film and, and the franchise and the character. Yeah, the pressure is on him, but and he hasn't done it in, like, um, in an annoying way. Like, he plays with his fans, he talks it up, he, sound, he doesn't sound like a guy who regrets having just done the Joker. Mm-hmm. You know? I mean... No. But we talk about how Eisenberg is kind of the most socially awkward person, uh, and he is, but, like, Leto is a rock star. And a rock star comports himself socially uh, in a different way than, like, yeah. a, you know, a, an introverted actor. And now he's, he's a rock star with green hair and tattoos. Well, the green hair's gone. So yeah. I love it. I'm just I, saying. I, I like love the comments, and, I, and I, I love this guy, and I see no reason to uh, to be negative about it until we see his performance. I think it's great that he acknowledges it. Yeah, and that he saw somebody and off the cuff went with that. I think yeah. that's, that's hysterical. Makes me like him more. I, I wish I was at the concert. What that would have been fun. Would you, would you think that's Leto. cool or like? I, absolutely. I, I, honestly, I have no question. I think Leto, he's proven himself to be great. I think he's going to be phenomenal. With Johnny, this when thing. you sent me the comment that he made this comment, they're going to lock me away. It's a, it's a, it's a lot like the Michael Shannon thing. I read that. And I'm like, why is this guy talking about his performance? But now, when you put it in the context of like he's on stage at the show, someone's wearing a Batman shirt, he makes an off the cuff. Then it's like all of a sudden, it's natural. He's the promoted. perspective is turned, and I'm like, yeah, he's he's acknowledging and he's he, you know, as opposed to the cast of. Like another superhero film that just came out, where the actors sounded like they wanted nothing to do yeah. with it outside of their promotional responsibilities. It's, right. it's live entertainment. It's like when you're a comedian. Sometimes someone in the crowd will yell some shit out, and you got to do crowd work. Leto was yeah. kind of playing off the Batman shirt, and and he gave an amazing quote. And uh, hell, it's going to be phenomenal. Can't wait. Hell no. Uh, also, New York Comic Con's coming up next week. I guess none of us are going. And for to answer any questions on Twitter, uh, none of us will be there. Sadly, my, my brother will be there. He'll give us oh, scoops. Oh, cool. Awesome. Oh, awesome. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, well, Michael Uslan teases big news. He teased some big news at New York Comic Con. Uh, I didn't actually see the article. I just know he has some big news coming up. So if we don't have it, we can move on. Yeah. Well, I, I didn't. I didn't read the quote. There was like an interview that he did, and apparently, there's you know a few. Obviously, there's going to be some Batman vs something going on at Comic Con. There's also um, the Batman animated film scheduled for next year. I think there's actually two Batman anim- animated films coming out in 2016. Um, so people were speculating that this. Could mean like, um, you know, uh, a solo film announcement. Yeah. Um, what would you want it to mean? What would I want it to mean? Mm-hmm. I mean, I would want it to mean a solo film announcement, but I definitely don't think that that's happening. No. Not a, no, no way, because right now, everything's got to be focused on promoting Batman v Superman and not like, you know, a solo film that may or may not exist. Even if they know they're going to do that, I, I think it would be foolish to announce that till after BBS comes out and people are already, like, you know, really psyched. Don't forget, it could be something from the TV time universe. 
Yeah, it could be something from the TV Time universe, but look, they're already using as much Batman as as they're going to use. I mean, I guess Michael Uslan is a producer that is attached specifically to Batman properties. Like, he's one of those guys like Avi Arad used to be, like with the Marvel. So, you know, the the, the fact is it is probably Batman-specific. Um you know, uh, maybe another animated series. I heard John Schnapp on his show Heroes the other day talking about a new uh, Justice League animated series, but I couldn't find any confirmation of that, and that seems unlikely to me since they have such a slate of Justice League and Batman animated films. Right. I, it doesn't seem like DC is in that world right now, so I would be excited to see another ongoing series, but I don't. I just don't know if they're or doing it that. Could all just be a swerve, just to be like, "Hey, we're going to do something cool," but he doesn't really know. What it, it's. I don't think it's a swerve because he didn't say anything specific. He just yeah, said that, that there is a big announcement incoming. That's like, a, that puts him out on Front Street. I guess right. we can't really talk too much about it now. What do you guys want it to be next week? You can be sure that whatever the announcement is, we will be talking about it. Mm-hmm. That is for sure. Uh, so here's a uh, something here: Batman Beyond live adaptation could be a possibility. Uh, the Flash's Robbie Amell may play an older Batman to where, you know, Bruce Wayne is an older, cantankerous uh, guy who had a heart attack on the job. He retired. The younger Batman? You mean Robbie Amell would be the younger Batman? Yeah, to he that? handed the reins over to Terry McGinnis. Right. Yeah. And it's funny because Michael Uslan, once again, he says he would love to see Clint Eastwood playing the older Batman. There's actually a picture, yeah. Jonathan. We can get that picture of Eastwood. I see it. Oh, it's awesome. Look at that! So cool. Come oh on, my God. Come on, Nat! You know, in the 90s when we used to fan cast, it was always like Eastwood is at the top of the list. Eastwood, Brian Dennehy, who would play the Dark Knight. It'd be crazy to have him and Scott. I mean, I love me some Dennehy too, but... Yeah. Um, did Brian Dennehy pass away? Mm-mm. He did in Tommy Boy, but not in real life. Oh, not in real life? Are you sure? I don't know I, where Brian, where's Brian Dennehy been. Pretty sure Brian Dennehy's around. Yeah. Oh my god, we should probably. Google if he's that. not, I apologize. But I think <laughs> he if we get him involved in uh, in the DC universe, then we're going to have his son and his daughter is now on Heroes. They're all going to be like very. Oh, is she? She's a hot redhead. Oh, nice! I didn't know that. Yeah, um, he's got a lot of kids. That, you know, people have talked about a Batman Beyond movie for a long time. It seems unlikely, but yet. I feel like it's only a matter of time before we get a crazy alternate universe one-off kind of film. Yeah. You know, that does not take place in the continuity. Is that going to happen or is that just going to confuse, you know? I mean, Warner Brothers is spending so much time building this universe. Do you really think they're going to do like an alternative verse story? Like, it just doesn't sound well, likely yeah, to me. I, Go ahead. I think it's strange. A lot of people in the chat are talking about Robbie Amell. Um, Theo Kabbalah says, LOL, Robbie is as desperate to be in the DCEU as his cousin. And then Paul says the Mel's are such fanboys. I think that... Then why did he leave uh, Legends of Tomorrow when he was already in there? Uh, why did Robbie leave Flash when he was going over to Legends? No, why did he leave Legends? Like, Robbie's nowhere to be seen in the DCU now. No, I think that he's going to be all over... Um, I think that he'll be popping in. We'll talk about that later, but there's a definite new firestorm that is African-American. I know, but I don't think that he willingly... Well, yeah, we'll talk about it a little bit. But I I do think, and I will say, did you guys see... This is a very strange tangent, but did Mm. you guys see The Duff? The movie? movie, The Duff. I did not. No, 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 no. I know that came out like last year, right? Yeah, yeah. That stands for like... uh, Um, Something ugly ugly fat friend. Designated ugly fat friend. I don't deal with that Um, mean Yeah, but anyway, he's in it. And I got to tell you that I think that he is going to be bigger. And I think 
an even bigger force than his cousin. I think he's very talented. Mm-hmm. It, it, it was a weird movie, but I think he's really great, and I would love to Look, see him. Where does, All I know is Stephen Amell crushed it at SummerSlam for WWE. So top Stephen Amell's variety. great, too, and they're both always on, but I think that he has a big place. <laughs> what him... Where, where did that source come from? Like, who was talking about a Batman Beyond movie? Is that just, like, him trying to... He's saying that... You mentioned about, you know, budget. and He said that he thinks the smartest thing to do for Batman Beyond is to not make it a blockbuster, make it dark and gritty. He, he's kind of, I guess, pushing yeah. himself for it. Yeah, I mean, it's a, it's just an interesting thing. It's like, it's like with... You know, Batman is just such a big property. They're careful, careful about how they use it. You know, mm-hmm. they, they, I don't see them putting like a small budget film with the term, with the, with the title Batman in front of it. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, we're getting a Lego Batman movie. We're getting Batman in a lot of movies. Like it just, I just it don't see like it, it happening. Det- it would detract from what they're doing right now. Yeah. It's because the point is like, why do a smaller budget Batman film for smaller returns? It just doesn't make sense. Like, they would always choose to do a bigger budget Batman film for bigger returns. It's just, it's how they make money. Very, very true. Uh, we're, so, yeah, we already talked about the Superman standalone movies, which I believe, Roxy, that would Roxy. lead us to a certain segment. No more movie news. What, what kind of time is it? Television. It's, it's that, television uh, time? No, I, I believe we call that. It's time for Roxy oh. Shatter's TV time. Sing along with me this round. Roxy Shatter's TV time. She thinks that the flash is fun. DC Marinos, it's time to talk. Yeah, that TV TV time. Do we want to start off with the Watchmen? Oh, yeah. What did you say? You just texted me before we came in the show. You said some crazy stuff about Zack Snyder talking about... HBO Watchmen. HBO? What's That's all this? I know. What's going on? And this was this was coming over from Johnny. Johnny's the one who sent this over. Oh, you sent this over. Yeah. Kalinowski did. Is this from um, an Uber driver? What's going on? Colin, so, we, oh, so we don't even know what we're talking about? Kalinowski texted us and said, Zack Snyder talking about Watchmen on HBO, but unfortunately, we the internet here is rough. We didn't get a chance uh, But to the people in the chat have been talking about it, too. Um, what do we know, guys? Yeah. We're unprepared for this. We all thought the other person had the item of news. No. It's just happened. And like I said, the internet's a little spotty, so we're having a hard time search for stuff. But let us know. Let us know. Um, they'll Let's move on, and they'll, they'll okay. inform us in the I chat. I will just say this. I haven't read the uh, After Watchmen or the Beyond Watchmen series, but a lot of people like it a lot. And I will say that uh, despite Alan Moore hating anything ever based on his stuff, um, there's a lot of good stuff that people have done based on his stuff. Mm. So if HBO, um, which makes awesome shows yeah. and movies right the, I mean they're the best they're the gold standard they are if they're gonna do something with Watchmen on it I'm so there big time yeah I, I agree they're saying Collider broke it um, that they would watch it I, I don't think we have details on what it is yet but you I don't, it, it sounds incredible I'm sure Snyder would only be some kind of executive producer like he was on the 300 but putting his name so on it it's a Jay Cool says Snyder has pitched Watchmen TV series to HBO Desert says Snyder is meeting with HBO about a Watchmen series it's on Collider yeah. that Snyder is talking to HBO and you know HBO, HBO is is owned by Warner Brothers so it's all it's all connected it's all the same room Cinemax, Warner Brothers, HBO, they're all one big happy family. That'd be a hell of a show. It's not uh, to be. Yeah, it, it's interesting. I think that I, a lot of people would watch that. I think that it's a great I, fit on I would HBO. want it to be back in the prime time of The Watchmen. Like, obviously, all events leading up to The Watchmen film. Like, you can go back to the uh, original 
Watchmen, like the original team, the old guys in the 40s and 50s, and then the newer team in the mm-hmm. 70s, 80s. Uh, it would be, you know, so colorful and yet dark at the same time. And HBO, they can do whatever they want. It would be awesome. No restrictions. And they got to start looking. They can do more than some centuries. They, they're planting their seeds like what's going to be post-Game of Thrones. You know, yeah. they're like looking two, three down years. Two, three years, Game of Thrones will be done. They can and do a lot of sensuality. Don't say it. Oh my god, so much sensuality. So much sensuality. That, that doggy style looks a little different than cat eating food, style. cat kitty style. Yep. yep. Monkeys oh. hanging from monkey cages, all the kitty animal styles. Style. Mm-hmm. That just sounds like pedophilia. Kitty yeah, style. Really yeah, well, no, let's no. talk. Don't say pedophilia. We gotta move on to we don't the. Want, we don't wanna drop any Google search engine flags or anything oh, oh, like oh, that. Oh, right. The Flizzash is coming out real soon. The season two poster dropped Tuesday, October 6th at 8 p.m. It debuts, which is next week. The poster's pretty amazing. Yeah, I, I can't possibly put into words how excited I am for season two. I miss this show so much. Put it into one word. One word. One word to say how excited you are for uh, season word. two. Huzzah! Hey. You were right. You could not put it into words. So uh, I think it's a great looking poster. That, those are your words. That's better than huzzah. And I can't wait to see Adam Copeland play Adam Smasher. I'm so happy for Edge. It's awesome. Yeah, and the, the, there's a quick little Adam Smasher clip in the um in in the trailer, one of the trailers that just came out. Uh, it looks great. And and I give them a lot of. I mean, I don't know how many people auditioned for the role, but like Edge is is not in in the acting world. He's not over experienced. He retired from WWE because he had so many neck injuries. He went to the doctor. They did an MRI of his neck, and they were like, "If you don't retire now, you could be paralyzed." Like he was one of those retirements Ooh. where. He was, was like wrestling. Mickey Rourke in the wrestler style. Yeah, he was wrestling on borrowed body, if you will, to where he didn't know how hurt he really was. He got reviewed. They said, "Look, you got to quit right now." He retired on the spot, gave a tearful goodbye, and then he got into Haven on Sci-Fi. He was supposed to do one episode uh, guest star, and that turned into like forty episodes. Other than that, that's pretty much all his acting experience. So mm-hmm. he, he's a natural though. I mean, he's always been a great performer. So he's a natural. Yeah. yeah. Um, I'm most excited about the uh, the Jay Garrick stuff. We finally seen yeah. uh, the Jay Garrick uh, Flash yeah. costume. Looks a little bit like a like a thriller jacket. Do we have a picture hoodie? of that one? Or? I couldn't actually get it off the Instagram. It's amazing. It looks really really cool. It's got like a long lightning bolt off of it, and uh, it, it's not like colored in. It's a little bit more subtle. But yeah, they've done such an amazing job with their costumes, awesome. and I'm not surprised. It does look awesome. It will look awesome in action. I can't wait to see how do they explain how his hat stays on when he's moving that fast. Um, super glue. That is what I want to say. I doubt it's super. Yeah, he's cool. got a patchy, wow. patchy head. Maybe that's why the helmet like flew out and flew into another dimension. That would in the be a great finale. place for product placement. Like that's some strong glue. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. You don't want to super glue on your hair, Rossi. <laughs> he zips in, you know Elmer's, and then zips out. Yeah, yeah. yeah. All right, we got more. We have more casting news and more TV news. Go for it. Uh, all right, so this is exciting because they found um, Iris West's mom on Flash. It's going to be Vanessa Williams, not to be confused with Ugly Betty and Desperate Housewives Vanessa Williams, the one from Candyman and Melrose Place. Or what about the singer Vanessa Williams? Um, so, no. Just saying. Who's, what's the singer Vanessa Williams? The the singer Vanessa Williams, like she was Miss America... The Ugly Betty and Desperate Housewives. Is she on that shows? Those shows? Yeah, the one that was married to some baseball player or whatever? Yeah. Whatever. Who was she married Rick to? Rick Fox. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, not, is that her? So not her. Oh, right. So the other Vanessa another Williams. Another Vanessa Williams. Different yeah. Vanessa Williams. Yes. So very not confusing. that. But very lovely. Yeah, very yeah. lovely. Very lovely. Very beautiful. Very excited about this because this means that we're going to dive into the storyline of what happened to Iris's mom. Which is what I what the casting means to me. So and but we're also this is how we're going to meet Wally, of course, mm-hmm. which is going to be our third Flash that we have this season. Yeah, 
Yeah, so this is on. this is really cool. Um, we we have. So is she Wally's mother as well, or do we know how Wally is related? So we haven't even mentioned Wally at all on the show yet. So no, no, no. So He'll probably we, come so in. So we don't know, um, and definitely. Uh, Jesse L. Martin's character hasn't, so Joe West hasn't mentioned, and also Iris hasn't mentioned, so I would assume that if it was... So she's only going to be in flashback or possibly alternate universe? I would have one or the other, or maybe both. I don't know. I don't know exactly what they're doing with her. It says um, that she's de- her debut episode is being kept under wraps, and as are any of the details about her. So, you know, we're, we're going to have to see that's coming from Variety. I'm really interested to see what happened here, though, uh, because we have to explore this. We have to explore this. We've explored Barry's mom, but we haven't explored Iris's mom. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's going to make a huge difference in the story. And executive producer Andre Chrisberg said, uh, the character embodies all the heart and courage of a hero. We're so excited to be bringing this much-beloved character to the show. So there we go. Is she a much-beloved character? Uh-huh. I I love her I already. I don't know much-beloved character. I'm not familiar. Okay. Sure. <laughs> well, I'm I'm very excited about it. Stop raining on my parade. No, 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 not at all. No, no, no rain, no yeah. rain. Roxy already peed on our parade earlier. So. And I and I impregnated your parade. <laughs> it was very sensual. I impregnated the parade. <laughs> okay. Um, Legends EP name drops. Uh, Wave Riders. That you? Guggenheim. Yes. So Wave Rider is a character that I was first introduced to during the uh, Armageddon crossover event uh, from like 1991, I believe. You're exactly right. 1991. So I was really surprised. Was I was like, how do I know Wave Rider? How do I know Wave Rider? And then when I Googled the picture. Did you not catch her comment? But she said it was a good year? Yeah. Do you know she was no, not even close to being alive no, in 1991? That's when I was born. Oh, you were born in 91. She was born. Okay. I was born in 91. Got it. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's why it was a good year. <clears throat> sure it was. And so you remember, you probably came out the womb reading that like Wave annual Rider. comic. And mm, you're yeah. like, it was the, the, was it the Armageddon crossover event? Is that what it was? She, as a baby, she was nicknamed the Wave Rider. Yeah. <laughs> she rode the wave into the world. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yes, yes, that is what they called me. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, so you're excited about this. Old Wave Rider. Well, no, style. look, look all, th- th- this is no news. It's just saying that basically Wave Rider Productions was like the cover uh, productions for Legends of Tomorrow. So it's just, it's another time no, it's, traveling. You're excited about the nod. The, the, I like the nod. And, and it's just another time traveling, interdimensional uh, character that we know is going to be a lot of what's going on with Flash and Legends of Tomorrow is this like multiverse play. And yeah. I think that's where we're going to get a lot of the multiverse stuff that the fans are clamoring for more so than I don't think you're ever going to see the TV stuff crossing to the movie verse but you're going to see the multiverse play out on the on the TV platform and I think that's really cool and it's funny you say that because Stephen Amell was quoted this week saying he believes Arrow, Flash and Legends are basically all the same shit okay so this is how he was quoted this is what confuses me about Stephen Amell he keeps doing these Facebook live feeds where he's he's I I don't know it's almost like a Periscope kind of thing he talks to his Facebook audience they ask him questions live pretty cool though he goes on. Yeah, it's cool that he's doing it, but he he's on there for 16 minutes. And to get to this part of it, because I read an article that he said this, that they're all one show. To get to it, you have to listen to him talk about, like, unicorns and what he would do. People are asking the weirdest questions. What does he do with unicorns? No, yeah, people, no, people are just asking him. They're like... What like how do how would you handle handle a zombie invasion like what unicorn would you just people ask weird questions Tim weird yeah. questions Tim. no that's true shoot for the head look at right? any comment um you know <laughs> comment roll anywhere right ever. but he spends the time to answer them that's so nice. so hey. he's like I don't understand this question but I'm gonna go for it hey, if I had fans I'd do the same thing. Uh, so finally, he just said that, and he didn't. It, there wasn't much of an explanation behind the fact that he thinks that they're all basically one show. So we okay. know they're all one world. It's a tight continuity, right? 
Right. You know, the, uh, the, 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 uh, the Guggenheim, Berlanti, DC shows are obviously a tight continuity. Mm-hmm. Everybody that we're seeing on Legends is being introduced either on Flash, Arrow. I think it's great. Honestly, I think this is a smart idea because it's a small little chunk of DC Universe that CW gets to keep wrapped into one. We already know they're, they're bringing Constantine into the fold. Yeah. Uh, this one makes me happy. Is. It makes me happy too because I'm a fan of Flash and Arrow, but if I wasn't, I think it's very daunting to start Legends. You can't can't jump into Legends without having yeah. to watch the other shows. And I think it's a good idea to keep a, a TV universe kind of small and keep a movie universe over here. Like, Marvel's doing it one way. Uh, that's cool. But I think it's it's also cool to do it a different way and have little smart, smaller compartmentalized universes. It, it steps on fewer creative people's toes and it allows them to tell... Um, more fluid stories that have a beginning, middle, and end, you know, rather than saying, like, well, we can't, uh, you know, comment on what the Flash in the movie world is going to do because that film's coming out in two and a half years. TV happens much quicker. And, yep. you know, this even relates to what Kevin Feige was saying this weekend about the reason it's so hard to cross over movies and TV because they happen on such different schedules. So I, I think this makes a lot of sense. Different schedules, different budgets, different everything. And, and also, it keeps you watching all the shows. Like, you know, the way the comic book companies got my money is by crossing over. For, like, Batman was then continued in Detective Comics. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, uh, and, and then just Batman, you know, and then Shadow of Bat or whatever. Right. And I agree that I love it. But I think that bringing it to TV was bringing it was making it more mainstream. And I think that bringing Legends is making it less mainstream, which could be a good thing because it's to its already existing fan base. Yes. So I, I just... Just, I think that people who want to start watching a show, it's very difficult to just but jump into it. I don't know if they're worried about that so much, because think about it. Arrow and Flash already get such great ratings. The people who watch those two shows are going to watch Legends. So I think if yeah. they just get that viewership, they're going to... It's, it's a house of money. On that note, Flash has so many more viewers than Arrow does that I could be dead wrong, and people could just jump on Legends the way they jumped on Flash without watching Arrow. It's possible. It, yeah. is, it is. Which uh, I mean, I watch all of them. I yeah. and I'm very. Did worried. we talk about the uh, the Green Arrow thing and that international trailer that came out? He did. He the actually, fact yeah. that Oliver called himself the Green Arrow. I'm now the Green Arrow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, cool. Yeah, it was very cool. We've heard it, but now we've heard it from the source. Uh, so after Felicity Smoke is killed on their honeymoon, he's like, "I have to be green." Yep. It's an environmental. She's killed. John says, "Yep." Yeah, yeah. She's basically, from what I've heard through my sources, is like she's killed by some like bad emissions from a hotel that they're staying at, like Colorado. Very poor emissions. You uh, are it so was not full of crap. green. No, now so we're not going to trust you. So he takes on an environmental bent. The Green yeah. Arrow oh. is a nod to his environmental. Solar leanings. powered. He's the solar powered. And green I didn't say that. His entire I said he's outfit green is arrow. made of hemp. He yes. That is fact. You guys know I'm very gullible. I can't stand this. Um, can we instead of talking about him? Can we talk about Gotham for a second? Yeah, I, I have a couple things. Let's to get into Gotham. Let's get into it, guys. Yeah, what do you guys think of Gotham? Well, two seasons, two episodes in. You well, love it. There's a bunch of Easter eggs in, in episode two, but first off, overall thoughts. Go ahead, guys. Um, for me, overall thoughts are. Uh, still very frustrating. I don't love the Jerome character. I find no. his approach really forced. Um, it seems like he's doing a really good impression of a thing rather than like it coming from inside. Um, that was not a dirty thing. Uh, but again, every time, you know, Bullock and Gordon are on the screen, I just feel like the film, the show right now, here's the thing. And, and I know a lot of people hate when like, I give Gotham crap. It's totally all over the place to me. And I guess I can accept anything in a show. Uh, if if it works, I guess. And I guess my opinion is that it's just for me. It's not for you. I don't care if you love it. That's great for you. For me, 
it's not working tonally because mm-hmm. it's all over the place and I don't know what show it is and so I can't get really invested in it but I love it when Bullock and Gordon are on the screen together Agreed. they feel like they're doing real scenes and it feels deep and I love where their relationship has gone from the beginning and so that's my thoughts they've proven each other to themselves if you will and now they actually they're on the same page I, I did enjoy the scene in episode 2 where uh, where he basically Gordon came back to recruit him and and his wife his fiance like, oh, which is great no. great character no. actor of his fiance yeah um, I think that the show has some really great moments and I think it has some really crappy moments and I'm I'm invested now and I'm gonna ride this wave it's entertaining because they do call me the wave rider but uh, yeah. I think that I, it's, it's part of the Jerome thing is really hard to get through I, I hate to say it guys but you know I watched that and Shield back to back and I gave the edge to Shield mm-hmm. Shield was a better show to watch I'm sorry I know that's a Marvel thing but no, like it's fine when they released those four minutes I think it was pretty obvious that that show knows exactly what it's doing yeah, yeah you know I, look but it's had more time and I'm, I'm I'm not leaving the show yet but it's just it's like where does it fall in my DVR priorities like next week when we get uh, you know Flash and Arrow can't wait to jump in cannot yeah. wait yeah well that's good because we can stop talking about Gotham and we can get into some, <laughs> some more Flash and Arrow news if we want I'm a little bummed out my buddy Dustin Abar got killed already in episode two. Oh, you had a buddy on the show who yeah, was he yeah he plays the, uh, the, the cannibal Oh, Jerome! Freaking Jerome! Ruined the day again. Jerome. Shot him. Freaking Jerome! He did a good job. He did a really good job, your yeah. buddy. Yeah, he was him. great. I like that I mean, guy. He's, he's been on a lot of stuff. Yeah, I mean, but he yeah. just didn't do enough gunshots. You know, I, I want to get him on the show just to ask him like, how weird is it to audition? We're like, hey, we think you could be a believable cannibal. Uh, yeah, I um, I honestly did like the Russian roulette scene of of, of any of the scenes. Yes. I'm always a sucker for a good Russian roulette scene. That was yeah. a good scene. And um. I, if I, that was the most I liked Jerome out of the whole thing. Yeah, me too. Me was, too. It was that one scene was pretty good. It was pretty tense. And but as the, the birthday boy Matt said, he does have a very good laugh. His laugh is uh, there, but I just feel like his moments are forced and the chat is saying the same thing, although some people really like him. Well, listen to these Easter eggs. A really interesting article that I read this week. Uh, first off, the maniacs. You know how like they threw all the, the bodies spelled out the word maniacs? They were a gang in the Batman comics back in the 90s. Yeah, that was stupid also. Mm-hmm. Kind of dropping dumb. the bodies off the thing, like, just dropping the... Oh, that was so dumb. Shocked uh-huh. you to start off the show. Uh, Sarah Essen, the police commissioner, does die at the hands of the Joker, so that was kind of a, you know... Yeah, that was great. A real death, a good character death. Here's the interesting one. They're saying Barbara Keene could become the Joker on Gotham. Because she was staying in the same wing as the Joker, mm-hmm. and one of the EPs was quoted as saying... He can fulfill his destiny in a grand way, and apparently said that in a very like she could become the Joker. Yeah, through him somehow. That's what this article is saying. Something think to think about. She's the best part of the show right now for me. I think which that, is amazing. Because last that, season we yeah. hated her. I think that she, she finally figured it out. I love that scene in the alley. I would be so baffled and frustrated if she became the Joker. I don't even know what to make of yeah, that. Yeah, I don't know what that means. And I don't, I don't think that's going to happen. I think, I, think that, I think that fans would go ballistic. I'm going to tell saying- you something, guys, and you could agree with me or disagree, but I think there's no way they're going to use the name the Joker on the show so ever. Because and they're I covering think, their butt. And I think that is per WB. I don't think they're allowed to have a Joker on the show. I think they can tangentially reference it and play with it, but they are not going to use a character named the Joker on that show ever. And I'm okay with that. Yeah, I am too. Yeah. Listen, I'm okay put- with that too. But then why do they? Why put in Jerome? Make him a different character. Have him have his own stuff. He clearly is emulating the Joker right now. So yeah, do I his own thing with it. Completely agree. That's why. I, yeah, Barbara is the Joker <clears throat> from Flashpoint. Says Theo. If Barbara becomes the Joker, I'm done. Says I am Ninja Panda. 
Yeah. They're not going to. It's a very interesting gonna. article. That's all I'm saying. Just wanted to report it. Throw it out there. All right. Okay. So what else we got? So, so um, something that I'm really excited about. This isn't a new character, but Felicity's mm-hmm. mom is returning, and she's returning with an extended episode arc. I loved her on The Flash. I thought she was great. So um, that's really cool. David Ramsey talked about his Arrow costume. Okay, Arrow costume. So I was with everybody. I thought it looked really stupid. But then if you see the pictures right there that we're showing you of him in action... Kind of looks good. Yeah, he said. He was like, everybody right? will shut up when you see an actor. So, because people's problem was that um, they, they thought that it looked stupid or that it looked like Magneto. Magneto. Yeah. yeah. I, I just think that this show has nailed the costume you know, so much that right. I trust them. In comics, how many characters have like a version of the Wolverine hat? Right. You know? Yeah. Like, the Wolverine helmet is worn by like Demolition Man, by uh, other characters. Like, they use, there are certain helmets and masks and cowls that appear many times in comics. Um, so that's just one of those tropes. It's going to be able to do some stuff, right? Like he's like this. It's going to be like a little Iron Man HUD kind of thing. Mm-hmm. It looks like. Mm-hmm. Well, his quote was, "I know there's a lot of criticism that it looks like the Magneto helmet. By the time you see Diggle in action, you won't be thinking X Men at all." So I believe him. I think he's going to be the Guardian. I think they're going to use the name the Guardian. And I, like I said, look, this is what I was basically saying about um, the Red Tornado that. picture. You see how dark that is? How much shadow is on those pictures? Like, that's what you got to need to do sometimes to sell these really bright costumes on a TV budget. You need to use a lot of shadow and, like, don't show us everything. Keep mm. it a little bit in the shadows. Which is great. They know exactly how to do that. They've been doing it for that, seasons. That's what Arrow does. Well, yeah, so, so I, I'm I'm happy about that. And then I was really excited about some Supergirl news uh, yeah. the end of this. So I sent you guys this link to meet the Supergirl cast, which... Oh. Looked like it had about like I don't know maybe fifty views on it when I looked at it. People weren't it's up to okay. thirteen hundred. Okay, so I thought that this was awesome, and I think that anybody who's excited about Supergirl should go and watch this on YouTube. Meet the Supergirl cast, okay? Um, because the cast is so excited and loves Melissa so much, and think mm. that she like knocks it out of the park, and that she actually is Supergirl. It got me re excited for the show because I, I've kind of been feeling out on it recently. Uh, so I, I would go watch this. I thought it looked great. I thought that they did a good job, and I, it made me care about it. Totally. So where is this? Where does this live? It lives on YouTube. It's called Meet the Supergirl Meet the Supergirl Cast. And when does... Do, do we know when Supergirl premieres again? I think it's October 26th or something. It's coming October. up in a few weeks, yeah. Yeah, I think it's the end of October. I'm but, not... Don't quote me on that date. Well, you're right. This video, Melissa Benoist, she is just adorable. Yeah, like, she is. Really. She's absolutely adorable. Yeah. Um, what I love is at one point uh, the cast said about her, they said, you know, she could be on set for 15 hours and and pretend she's not tired and smile and be nice and still deliver her lines. Like, And, yeah, that's your job, but a lot of people don't do that. And so I give her Well, it seems that. like she's taking, uh, you know, a page out of that Stephen Amell uh, playbook, you know, being like, you know, it all trickles down from the top. Like, if your lead has a great attitude, is great on set – um, then you know everybody that's is other supporting characters have no choice but and, to kind of and you yeah. know that you host shows when, yeah. you're, when you're the host and even with me and Whistle like we're constantly busting our ass on the road and 105 degree heat last week in Tempe I got to yeah. make sure that I'm happy go lucky the whole time and I got to make sure that you got to have a positive attitude. It's also just going to be a better show if you're having fun on set. Yes. But my one problem with this video and I don't know if you guys found this problem too was Greg Berlanti had this weird quote in it that was like. I had worked with Melissa before on Brothers and Sisters, and so I immediately thought of her for this, and I called her and begged her to come in and read for it, because I knew she'd be great. I had they to, said she was the first person they read. Yeah, the first person, and I begged her. Why would you have to beg somebody to... 
to come into well, it for Supergirl. I that mean, just seemed like such a weird thing to say. Like, I, I don't think he meant it like that, but it just kind of struck a weird chord in me. No, you don't think that's I, a strange I, No, one? trust me, he didn't have to beg her. I called and begged her. <laughs> like, what, what is that? No. Um, and then the other cool Supergirl thing is that they were uh, talking about, because the show is coming out, it would be a missed opportunity to not have a comic book come out. Mm-hmm. So, Adam, our resident comic book expert, how would you feel about that? Would you read that? Um, well, this is interesting. I don't generally like the comic books that take place in the movie universes. I know, like, Buffy is really popular and, like, still goes on and, and things like that. Um, but, um, so I don't know, you know. Um, I don't know why, but, like... Yeah, the show does. Yeah, it, it, and now, would that be a comic book that exists in, like, are they doing an Arrowverse comic as well? Like, would they cross that over? Would it just be, just be, like, the Supergirl universe in its own comic to cross-promote? Um, Probably own world. I mean, it would have to be in its own world until they cross them on, on the TV, on, on the network. So I would have to say um, I don't care. Let's wait on it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I would have to say I'm not particularly excited about it until I get excited about the show. It seems like if the show is so great that I'm like, yeah, I want more stories in this world, then I would go to the comic. But it's like, it already is a comic. Right. Supergirl's been in the comics for 60 years. So she, I know it can work there. Yeah. I'm curious to see if the show can work. Again, mm-hmm. the show can be funny. It can be dark. It can be silly it can be irreverent it just needs to work for whatever the it's world it is trying to be and that's what I want to see and so I'll definitely give it five or six episodes to, mm-hmm. to, 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 to for it to feel its tone you know it's got to be a little tongue-in-cheek it's got to have humor because you're selling you know kind of a silly thing um, so uh, you know it looks like they're borrowing from the Donnerverse a little bit, going back to that kind of fun Superman yeah. feeling, which is great because now that space is vacated by the very dark DCEU. Exactly. So if they can pull it off, and that's what some of the best Superman TV shows have been, Lois and Clark, Superboy, um, you know, those all used a lighter tone, and yeah. it helps sell it in the TV world. I mean, right. we're, we're all pulling for it. We all want it to be good. Definitely. Absolutely. Of course we do. Um, and by the way, it is absolutely on October 26th. Boom. Um, Andy from the Flash podcast just said, are you sure he didn't say Calissa Flockhart uh, when, he, when he was talking about begging them to do it? And it that was makes more sense. Yes. That makes more sense because brothers and sisters, I, so I probably just misheard. I remember watching the video and he says, I thought this role was perfect for Calista. I begged her to come down and read for it. Right. Yes. So that makes more sense, but I still think it's interesting to have anybody beg to do for Supergirl because that it would be such a great show but um, I thank you for helping me make that correction Andy and he has a great Flash podcast that you guys should check out thank you so yeah that that's the Supergirl news I, I did get more excited for this after watching that video um, I'm excited for all the DC shows right now even Gotham Big I'm, time. Excited, I'm sticking in with a lot of TV yeah. happening yeah. hanging in yeah absolutely still so. got six months for movies so yeah, hopefully yeah. those TV and animated films and comics will hold us over they are they're holding me over anything else we need to talk about no, today it's pretty much everything pretty full show okay and guys what do we uh, what do we got going on well you go ahead okay well uh like i said check out fx movie download this friday night we're doing spider-man 3 whatever yeah. you think about it it's a fun show i know our version our show really goes into the behind the scenes and the effects and it's pretty awesome um definitely go to doghouse if you're in the la area um uh, man versus child on fyi all that so good stuff they don't know what doghouse is doghouse i make sausages for doghouse restaurants they're all over california i've had them they're unbelievable and hot dogs and we'll be opening up in arizona texas um uh more in colorado over the next couple of months there's going to be a lot of dog houses opening so you can try some of my meat in your mouth that's right that's I'm, very sensual i'm adam gertler it's very sensual roxy follow that <laughs> i don't know
know if I can follow having meat in your mouth. Um, but you guys can find me everywhere at Roxy Stryer. And if you follow me there, then you can you can keep up with what I'm doing and what I'm talking about and where it is. Boomtown. Uh, at Jay Quasto, uh, please follow Whistle Sports. I'm going to be in Texas this weekend and next weekend. So if you're going to be anywhere in Texas, please hit me up. I'll let you know where we are. And the episode should be dropping very, very soon. So please support the show if you can. It's, a, it's an important deal for me, so I'd appreciate it, and I think you'll love the episodes. And if you're not a sports fan, it really has nothing to do with football. It's more about life and culture of tailgating and having a good time. Yeah, and by the way, you guys in the chat right now are asking if we don't do questions anymore. We absolutely do still take fan questions, so if you want this week, you can tweet at us um, at DCMoviesSK uh, and make sure you use the hashtag DCMovieNews and ask us whatever questions, and I'll bring them in for next week, and, and then I'll ask you guys. Yeah, it's yes. been a hectic week for all of us, so thank God we all just got here. <laughs> Let's be honest. I moved. My place is a mess. I'm flying out in two hours. Anyway, happy to be here. Love you guys, and we'll see yep. you next week. See you next see you week! Next time. From producers Maria Menounos, right. Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, Christian Harloff, and the entire Popcorn Talk Network, we would like to thank you for tuning in. For questions or comments, be sure to visit PopcornTalk.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of the Popcorn Talk Network. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of its owners or principal.